Hello, NRL fans, and welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namofsky, and welcome back to our 2021 season preview series. Today, we'll be looking at Team 10 from the 2020 season, the New Zealand Warriors. When we saw the Warriors last, 8 wins, 12 losses, and a 10th place finish. The big storyline, I'm going to go with two here. Obviously, the 2020 season was the Warriors not being able to play in New Zealand and playing the whole season out of Australia. A big effort and a big props to all the Warriors players, staff, who did do that. Obviously, kept the game going. The 16-team comp was able to go. And obviously, the, the camp mentality that the boys were put in, you saw the results. You know, one of the, one of the better seasons in recent history for the Warriors, everyone's second favourite team for last year. Uh, so obviously hoping they can get some some games in New Zealand in the upcoming season. That will obviously help a lot of their players stick around for the whole season. But also uh, it's a big win for the fans. Obviously they didn't get to see their team at all in the 2020 season. So hoping they can play at home in 2021. The other big storyline, obviously, within the last 24 hours, we have learned that Roger Tuivasa-Shek is all but confirmed to be leaving the club in the game at the end of the season. Wanting to link up with the Auckland Blues in 2022 so he can make a bid to make the All Blacks 2023 World Cup squad. It's a big loss for the game. Obviously, all NRL fans will be hoping that he can stick around and change his mind, but good on him if he does. If that is what he's wanting to do. Obviously, I think whatever he does do, he'll be successful in. So we'll talk about that more in some upcoming pods, but I just want to kind of get on the record there. Obviously, all the best for Roger, but obviously we do want to see what he's going to bring for the 2021 season. Let's look at the uh, the what's new for the Warriors in 2021. Let's look at the gains. Some big ones here. We've got Adam Fanua-Blake, Ben Murdoch-Masilla, Ewan Aiken, Kane Evans, Marcelo Montoya, Sean O'Sullivan, and Bailey Sirinan. The losses, Adam Blair, Lachlan Burr, Blake Green, Patrick Herbert, Adam Kieran, Ignatius Parsi, Isaiah Papali'i, and Nathaniel Roach. Big injury news, obviously, Kyle Lawton out for the season, but they do get some welcome backs in David Fusatua and Ken Mamalo, who did leave the season early last season, to go back to New Zealand. With the ins and the outs, let's look at my potential starting 17 for the Warriors. I've got Roger Tuivasa-Shek at fullback, David Fusatua and Ken Mamalo on the wings, Peter Hiku and Ewan Aiken in the centres, Cody Nikarima and Chanel Harris-Tavita in the halves. In the front row... Adam Fanua Blake and Ben Murdoch Masilla. Wade Egan at nine. Back row of Tohu Harris, Alicia Katoa, and Jez Tavanga. And on the bench, Jack Murchie, Bailey Sirinan, Leeson Armau, and Jermaine Tanua Brown. Coach Nathan Brown. Some squad battles to go over. It's actually one of the the least sides where I do think there's actually not, not going to be that many changes to the starting 13. I think this is a very set 13. I think it's one of the better ones that the Warriors have had in recent years and one of the better ones in the comp. I think there's not many holes to look at when you look at the 1-13, to especially with the new signings that have come in. Fanua Blake and Ben Murdoch-Masilla are obviously going to strengthen that front row. I think Ewan Aiken is a big win in the centres there. And then if you look at the bench, I think that's where you're going to see some of the changes if they do want to look for some versatility with a back or a half on the bench, but I have gone with a four-forward bench here. And obviously, I think what some things to build on for this squad. There's a lot of depth around the squad. There's some young cornerstones to build around. And I think the squad mentality they brought in from last season, where, you know, us against the world playing in Australia, you know, guys like Adam Pompey, who played last year, will be 
uh, in line to come and get a spot. Obviously, Marcelo Montoya also coming over from the Dogs. Obviously, in the in the backs, they got some depth. Sean O'Sullivan, obviously, didn't get to see much of him uh, at the Broncos, but it's, it's a depth signing. So if Cody Nicarima or Harris Tavita was to go down, it's a capable half that can come in. I think one of my favorite signings of the offseason, Bailey Sirinan. Obviously, you look at that back row of Tohu Harris, Elisa Katoa, and Jazz Tavung, and you're going, why do they need to sign a player Bailey Sirinan when you've got like a Jack Murchie on the bench? It's a depth signing, you know. If Elisa Katoa goes down or a Jazz Tavung wants to move to nine, you've got options. Lisa Armau, who in a lot of other teams may be starting. Jermaine Tunnel brown in a lot of teams showed in his potential last year he should be starting. It's a team with depth. It's a team with some quality, some cornerstones to build around. You know, you've got your Katoas, your Harris Tavitas. You know, it's it's a lot, and your Jermaine Tunnel Browns. It's a lot, a lot of depth, a lot of young players. It's one of my, it's one of my more favourite squads. Now, do I think it's going to compete this year? I think there are some teams better this year that we'll go, we'll talk about obviously with my 2021 season prediction. But moving forward, I think this is definitely one of the teams to look out for. I think. Getting out some of the older players, signing some mature players, some some quality in the squad. I think Fanua Blake is a huge signing. Obviously, he had his off off field issues there at Manly, but I think in terms of on field, you know, you can't do much better. He's obviously happy. He's back in New Zealand. I think the sky's the limit for Fanua Blake this year. What's missing? What's some potential problems for me? In a lot of these previews, I've said the new coach, the new voice, is a positive. For me, in this one, it's a wait and see. Obviously, Nathan Brown in his last couple of stops, uh, the the finish hasn't been there. You know, when it, when he has left the club, it's hard to argue he's left in a better place. You look at somewhere like Newcastle. You know, some people, the Brownie defenders, will say, "Look, he brought Clemmer and Ponga." Okay, fair. They're great signings, and obviously set the club up, but play paid over market values for both of them. And you know, for for the quality of a Ponga, you're not going to miss. So it's the it's the the smaller signings where he let a Tom Starling go, and you saw what he became in uh, Canberra. So look, we're going to see what it is. I think obviously Gus being there as well. Uh, you can look fondly or negatively on the on the Panthers end of it again, uh, how he left the club. But they're both wait and sees for me. The biggest one for me is can they play in New Zealand? Is it another season of care mentality stuck in Australia? Does that mean a Fusatua and a Mamalo may go home again? Doesn't mean someone like a Tuvasa Shek who laid it all on the line for the Warriors last year. Does he want to go back home if they can't play? Is there going to be other players around the squad that, you know, have had enough and want to go back home? It's very draining for a side to be in Australia for the whole season when all their family is back at home. Not being able to sleep in your bed, take a shower in your shower. There's all these different things that we take for granted. Uh, and a lot of the other, the other 15 clubs will be able to do but the Warriors won't be able to do so for me I think out of all the things on field I think the off field parts of the club is where there might be a bit of a downfall and some problems with the performance in uh, 2021 there let's look at my season predictions the 2020 season predictions I have got them finishing 10th for me I think they are going to be limited to how many games they can play in New Zealand I think you know coronavirus and the the way that it threw the season out last season it's obviously lingering this year not as much but you know any potential spy can cause some issues there so it's it's a bit of a gamble on less games being played in New Zealand I think doing my predictions and going through the my predicted ladder I had them as high as sixth uh as low as 11 so I have stick them 10th just because I do think obviously 
Nathan Brown coming over, wanting to institute his style of football compared to what Todd Payton had him playing at the end of the season. Uh, and then obviously the return from home, if a guy like Fusatua and Mamalu does go home, obviously they do, have, they do have depth signings, but you are going stepping down in a bit of quality there. Top point scorer, I'm just going to say right now, in my five categories, three of them are Chanel Harris-Tavita. For me, he's going to be the top point scorer. He's going to be the MVP. He's going to be the most improved for me. He's the half to watch. I think going into the season, him and Nikarima, that's the partnership. I think that's where the Warriors need to build around. I think he's an exceptional young talent. I think he, the, the line running ability that he takes on, his kicking ability, I think he's got it all. I think he's going to improve in his goal kicking. I think for me, this is a season to watch for Chanel Harris-Tavita. I think especially if you're going to see them crack the eight, it's going to be on his back. Cody Nikarima is a great player. I think they have struck up a good combination, but I think Harris-Tavita is the one. Moving forward, he is the one for me, and we will talk about it in my fantasy pod, in the Supercoach pods. I think he is the man. Ewan Aiken, I think, for top try scorer, I think, in this side. He's going to be a good quality ball. He can take the line on. He can hit a hole. He'll be there. He'll be able to clean up the scraps when it's there. Top try scorer, Ewan Aiken. My most disappointing, even though I think he's going to have a good season, Ben Murdoch-Masilla. I think he's going to be overshadowed by Adam Vanilla-Blake, which is no... That's no problem, you know. He's one of the better forwards, but I think the the talk of this is going to be the best front row in the comp and Ben murdoch Massilli is going to match Adam Fanua-Blake, I think, is a little bit premature. I think let's see how he goes. Obviously, he was playing in the Super League. It's a different speed. Now, I think he has got the talent and I think he's going to have a good season, but in terms of the best four-pack in the comp, I don't think they're there yet. I think let's see what he has got in the first half of the season. Let's see how he acclimatizes back into the NRL speed, and then we'll be able to look at that. But I think for me, I'm going to give him there the most disappointing. That will do it for the Warriors, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Next podcast is Team 9 from the 2020 season, the Gold Coast Titans. So thanks for listening. Drop a like, continue listening, and have a great day. Cheers.